Professor Patrick O'Brien, Executive Dean of the Faculty of Law and other Executive Deans uh, present. Honorable Judge Van Junsen, President of the United Nations International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda. Honorable Mr. Bongani Majola, Registrar of the ICTR. Sir Charles Denison Byron, President of the Caribbean Court of Justice and former President of the ICTR. Other justices, advocates, legal scholars and students, members of the UGA Organizing Committee for this conference, Professor David Bilchitz, and Stradom, Maya Swart, Dr. Miss Paru, Mr. Michael Daffel, Miss Lara Engelbrecht, Mr. Dolores uh, Joseph, Miss Dolores Joseph, and Mr. Retson Kapindu, who I believe was recently appointed to the bench of the High Court in Malawi, and congratulations for that. On behalf of the Principal and Vice-Chancellor of the University of Johannesburg, Professor Iron Ransbeck, I warmly welcome all of you to the University of Johannesburg. The University of Johannesburg sees and projects itself as an international university of choice, firmly anchored in Africa and determined to do its part in actively and proactively shaping the future that is its own future, the future of its 48,000 students, 7,000 of whom are postgrad, the future of the African continent, and the future of the world. UJ, as it is popularly known, consists of four campuses, two in Auckland Park, one of which is where your conference is taking place. There's another one in Dorenfontein, and yet another one in the world-renowned Soweto Township. The university has nine faculties, including, as you will know, a research-intensive law faculty and more than 20 research centers. Recently ranked among the top 4% universities in the world by the QS World University Rankings, UJ is the youngest uh, university on the continent and perhaps in the world to achieve such a high ranking being a university that is effectively less than 10 years old. The University of Johannesburg is a proudly African university determined to become a magnet for the best African minds and African ideas determined to become a pan-African intellectual hub, a pan-African epicenter for critical reflection and scholarship. At UJ, we believe that Africa has much to contribute to global knowledge, even as she continues to benefit from the knowledge produced in other parts of the world. As the previous speaker has said, in July 2012, a UJ delegation led by the UJ Principal and Vice-Chancellor, Professor Rensberg, 
visited the ICTR at its headquarters in Arusha, Tanzania. The UJ delegation held discussions with Honorable Adama Dieng, in terms of which a new and unique partnership was born. Areas of collaboration were broached and identified in order to give meaning to this partnership. And the areas identified include the following. The possibility of UJ hosting some ICTR-selected archive materials, joint research and training programs, as well as short courses, staff exchange and student internships, joint publications, and the facilitation of a conference such as this one, as already mentioned, possible development of a documentation center, exchange of materials, articles, and other publications, and any other activities that the two partners may deem fit to enter upon. Our partnership with the ICTR is one of several strategic partnerships that the University of Johannesburg has on the African continent. One such partnership is the partnership we have with IDEP, a partnership, uh, IDEP uh, being an, a UN-aligned organization um, headquartered in Dakar, Senegal. And together with IDEP, we are about to launch a joint master's degree in industrial policy. We have already had together a non-degree uh, course on, in mining and mining policy. Uh, these programs are aimed at senior government uh, public officers from all over the African continent. We have a school of African leadership based in our Soweto campus, which is working closely with the African Union uh, in providing training for African parliamentarians, uh, also collaborating with SOAS in London. The university is delighted that the ICTR, in collaboration with our law faculty, has chosen this time and this campus as a place to hold this conference. For us, this joint conference is an important step in, to, in the journey that beckons so that together we may fulfill the immense promise of the historic partnership between ourselves. In our humble view, the UN ICTR represents a unique timely and bold legal intervention in the global fight against impunity after genocide and crimes against humanity. If the ICTR's raison d'etre is to challenge impunity through the fair and rigorous administration of justice, we could say that UJ exists to challenge academic mediocrity and to mobilize research and scholarship in response to the developmental challenges we face on the continent, in this country, and in the world today. Together, we make a formidable team. There is 
another level at which the work of the ICTR resonates not just with the vision of UJ, but with the struggles and vision of South Africa. The people of Rwanda and South Africa limped into the 21st century wounded and haunted, victims as victims of gross violations of human rights, torture, murder, and in the case of Rwanda, genocide carried over a short period while the world looked away. Indeed, as South Africans inaugurated their first democratically elected president, Nelson Mandela, the nightmare of genocide was unfolding for millions of Rwandans. Although the judicial models followed by the two countries are different, as already alluded to by the previous speaker, what they have in common is a determination to eschew impunity, and a determination to pursue closure and healing. South Africans and Rwandans, and Rwandans know how deep the cut of gross violations of human rights goes into the very soul of a people. South Africans and Rwandans know how important it is for the truth of what happened to be known. They know how important it is to guard, to preserve and embrace the painful and even dangerous memory of what happened. South Africans and Rwandans know how stony the road to healing and reconciliation is. Twenty years later, the two peoples still bear the scars and carry festering wounds deeply inscribed into the fabric of their societies. And yet, through the work of the ICTR, in the case of Rwanda, and the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in the case of South Africa, the two nations and two countries have been given a chance to heal and to do so upon a foundation of truth and justice. In this regard, both nations already exhibit exciting glimpses of the developmental possibilities they have. In 2014, South Africans will pause to take stock of 20 years of democracy. In similar manner, Rwandans will pause and consider how far they have come since April, May 1994. I suggest that when the story of the progress, imperfect but progress nevertheless, made by Rwanda over the 20-year period is written, a special chapter will be devoted to the contributions of the ICTR. To conclude, allow me to take note of the apt and timely theme of your conference, the legacy of the ICTR. In this regard, I make two or three points, briefly. Firstly, to say we must be careful in the struggle against injustice and against impunity 20 years is too short and too soon, too short to accomplish too much and too soon to be categorical about legacies. The full and real legacy of the ICTR may only come to fruition two generations later or even more. So as we speak about legacy, that caution 
is perhaps well advised. Secondly, while the ICTR is a judicial instrument and a court of law, we must be careful not to limit our search of its legacy to matters mainly or strictly legal. The impact and implications of the work of the ICTR is as immense as it is broad. Thirdly, in our quest to figure out and outline the indicators of the legacy of the ICTR, let us not neglect to realize that the ICTR is itself a mammoth legacy and an inheritance for the people, not just of Rwanda, but the people of Africa and the people of the world. Finally, whatever legacies of the ICTR you will isolate and identify as significant, the University of Johannesburg stands ready to be your partner in critically exploring further and preserving that legacy of the ICTR for Rwanda, for Africa, and for the world. On behalf of the management of the university, and its principal and vice-chancellor, Professor Rensberg, I wish you a most successful conference. Thank you.